in the Dark City, known as the Independent City of Dark City, or Dark City for short, or just Dark for shorter. The Triton Triad, known as Trident, tries to maintain order in order to follow the orders of the C-Suite, the corporate collective of Triton executives whose operation operates in the dark shadows of Dark. No ship goes in or out of Dark City without their say-so. So, say, a delivery of drugs disappears down by the docks. ICDCPD does their due diligence to detail the disappearance and tell Trident, the Triton Triad, the truth. These are our stories. Dun dun. <laughs> it, it started out as like a very gritty cyberpunk and then like, then a lot of weird alliter- alliteration and then Law and Order at the end, I guess. That's amazing. Uh, I was trying very hard not to laugh during that. I, I think that takes the crown for best intro so far. It's I, I, I've read this out loud so many times because I just couldn't believe how ridiculous it was. Um, welcome, <laughs> listeners. In case you can't tell, we're doing some cyberpunk weirdness today. Um, welcome to Background Checks, a character and world building podcast. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bobley. And I'm Jake Bush. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing today. We're, uh, we're in Dark City. Dark City is on the island of Nocto Cristo. The edge of darkness. The Edge of Darkness. I don't know why we named this island after Nightrunner in Esperanto. Like, I, th- that is what it means, and I don't know why we named it that, but it does sound very cyberpunk, right? It's kind of like Blade Runner. The easiest solution is we could go listen. We, I don't know if we've decided what we're going to do with those early episodes. It may just be... We may drop one of those between seasons or something. That could be an interesting thing to do. We may just need to do, like, a summary episode, but we can discuss that another time. Mostly, I just wanted to reference that they are there, and that all of this has been built out in some form or another. But as to what extent we and the listeners remember or know about this world has yet to be determined. And Jake wasn't part of those conversations. And I I don't really remember most of them. So I think it's kind of fun going in. Like there may be things from that recording that we're not remembering. But I, I feel like if we don't remember them, it's because they're not as good. They right? weren't important. Yeah, and the reason why the island is called Nocturcreso isn't important. The fact that it is called that is important because it gave us the cyberpunk vibe. So Dark City um, ended up being kind of a parody of Night City from Cyberpunk 2077. It is an underground port city. So it's sort of a sort of an is inlet the term, right? Sort of a cave where the, the water goes up into the cave. A grotto, if you will. Port. A grotto is a great word. And... Uh, it is run by Tritons. We we did have some sort of discussion about this world uh, via text uh, as we were kind of getting ready for the episode. So um, basically, listener, what you need to know is there is a mega corporation called Trident who is led by the C-Suite, and it's spelled S-E-A. Instead of like, if you're I, this takes so many levels to explain. If you're not like in the corporate world, C-Suite means like CEO, CFO, blah, 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 right? But these are mer people. They're Tritons, so it's the C-suite SEA. That's the joke. I feel like this is the most world building we've ever done for one of our locations up to I this think point. It is. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving it. It's very fun. It's very um uh, when we were having that text conversation, I was like, man, this should be the podcast, just us texting. In fact, I've only kind of been like halfway listening to everything being said until right now because I was just still typing more thoughts and world building things into my character and their backstory. Awesome. I can't um, well, let's get into it then. I have an actual world building prompt to go along with this. Um, so we're doing a good old fashioned drug bust today, um, working with the, the ICDCPD. And um, so I thought, what, what is this drug? We've established that it's sort of, it, it's, it comes from being mined underneath the city, right? So we're in caves. 
It's somehow made from some kind of rock or mineral, and it's a drug. Uh, and I want to come up with like a fun name for it and figure out like what is this drug? I'm assuming it's some kind of party drug, some kind of crazy illegal drug. But I don't know anything about drugs. Oh, I actually do have. I have a list. Of, Good thing I'm here. I'm just <laughs> I wanted. To, I found a list of like that claimed to be every drug nickname. <laughs> okay, I was doing the same thing. I was like looking up what are all of the slang terms used for every drug. Street names. The ultimate list from AddictionCenter.com. I imagine this is not entirely complete because Addiction Center sounds like a bunch of squares. We're not going to get any of the real sources, I feel like. Um, Here, here's what I would propose if you weren't already going in this direction. We pick a nickname of one that none of the three of us have heard before and then try to establish what that drug is in the context of our world in, of, in this city and make it its okay. own thing based off this real-life obscure crack term or whatever it is what if i read a few for inspiration um yeah. we'll do like a little mini game we'll have you like guess the drug um based on some nicknames how about that okay i also i also already developed um a few uh, new drugs but i'm gonna save them for my character introdu introduction and we'll brainstorm our own right now so what about um this is, these are all the same one eggs jellies or moggies eggs jellies eggs, or moggies is this cadbury eggs and I can give you one more. It is Cadbury eggs. Uh, Addiction Center is very concerned about the uh, spread of Cadbury eggs. Um, the last one is Valleys. Valium. Valium. There it is. This one. This one has some weird ones. Bars, footballs, French fries, ladders, school bus, Z bars, and there's two more that'll give it away. I feel like I'm playing one of those ridiculous junior high level games where it's like one of these random clues ties these all together. And hint, yeah. it is three letters from the right, and if you flip it upside down, it can be in both of these. And twist, one of them is a Pokemon, but you don't know. <laughs> the other nicknames are Xan and Xannies. Oh, that's Xanax. So anyway, I, I wanted to bring those up so we're in the mi right mind space, right? Uh, to talk about this, this drug. Yeah. I don't think we know what it is. I think I said it's psychotropic, which all that means is it affects your brain. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Let's let's the, the word that came to mind when you said, let's just like come up with some names and then figure out the drug based on that was swappers. Swappers seems like a fun drug. Whoppers. Swappers. I don't know what that means. Like, do you swap? As long as they look like chocolate whoppers. OK, yeah. Well, I I was going to say that I think that like in this world, like given um moon dust is like you know kind of the driving force behind uh magical properties it would make sense that like drugs aren't just chemicals that affect your brain but they also have kind of magical properties that affect your brain yeah. that like cause different effects and yeah. so i think there'd be like it would make sense for there to be a drug as some sort of reference to moon dust just calling something dust yeah. would be like pretty basic yeah i feel like every every sci-fi setting has had a drug called dust yeah so what's something better um one thing i wondered was oh, what about craters that's a fun like oh. moon word yeah it makes you feel empty inside makes you feel empty inside <laughs> they yeah. do the opposite of drugs they just tear you down i mean there's there are downers right maybe the city is so good it's such a utopia that they sometimes have to have to take these drugs to make themselves feel bad in order to know that they're still alive I think it may, I, th <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting concept for a drug addiction. I need more sadness in my life. 
But um, <laughs> I know I think it makes sense like for Crater to be a downer, but not in the sense that it makes you feel like empty inside. It like it dulls the motion. Alcohols, yeah, alcohols a downer in the sense that it makes you uninhibited, uninhibited, and it kind of dulls any um, like difficult emotions, and you know. Exactly. It's like um, a pleasant. It's a pleasant like, emptiness of the mind. I'm like liking Crater as a name. I'm liking Swapper as a name. Or yeah, Swapper as a name. Maybe they're the same thing. They swap your emotions. Maybe you're too angry and frazzled, and so it swaps you out for something calm. Oh, what if it just does whatever is the opposite of whatever you are? And so by taking it, you know what you are because it makes you the opposite. So you're like, I don't really know how I feel. I better take a swapper. It's like, oh, man. I, and you get like really like hyper and excited. You're like, oh, I guess I was down. Oh, I like that. It just inverts all of your emotions. Yeah. I also like the idea of having it be a mind swap drug. Yeah, that you actually just swap minds with someone, and it's like you get this like, like the loss of ego that they talk about with like I think LSD. Yeah, but it's like because you are literally in the mind of someone else, and then it like wears off, and you like slowly okay, okay, fade okay. back into yourself. I I I have I have a great idea. So there is a drug called Swap a Drone or something like that. And that is actually like a, you know, a pharmaceutical that has passed all regulation. And that's the one that just reverses like mental states. And so, you know, if you're over agitated, it can calm you down. If you're like understimulated, it can give you energy, blah, blah, blah. But then on the streets, they started, they started taking swap a drone and modifying it. And they developed swappers and they came up with one that, introduced a new compound that does actually allow you to swap brains with someone. Yeah. And every parent in town is really worried that swappers are being put in Halloween candy. Well, this is particularly dangerous because what if your local government gets on swappers and then they're switching minds with just common criminals on the street? Then the whole grotto is going to turn to chaos. I, li- I like the idea that swappers are like unstable. Like you can't predict whose mind you're going to switch with, and like oh. it could go really horribly. It's parent- it's basically like a parent swap situ- situation, but not your parent. It could just be any random person within a five mile radius. Super freaky Friday. Can we title this episode yeah. "Super Freaky Friday"? Done. Okay. Um, if it's not called "The Independent City of Dark City," okay. Um, I like that too. Um. Okay, another thing I was thinking with swappers is what if they come in pairs and you like, you take them with someone and it's like, Mm. you know, oh man, I wish I had your life. Oh, I wish I had your life. And then you could intentionally do that or I I like that. Like just trick someone. You could be like, hey, take this. This is going to be awesome. But then you swap brains with them and then you steal all of their intel. I like your first prompt a lot, Brian, because do you want to introduce the the situation that's going on in a more like we're not befuddled by the ingenious oh, yeah. articulation that you demonstrated at the beginning. Just give us the like brief synopsis of what's so basically. Yeah. Basically the prompt I gave you was there is a drug shipment that has gone missing and the, the police of, uh, of dark city need to like track it down. Here's where I'm going with this because I like this idea of you swap between the two and I like the idea to add chaos to this situation that they pair them up into like shipments. So like shipment A is directly correlated with the swappers in shipment B. So if you take a shipment A, it's going to switch your mind with whoever takes shipment B. And 
I think one cargo or one shipment has been stolen, but not the other. And the other has been distributed out to the streets. So it's this big question of like, oh, what are they going to do with the shipment B? Like, who's it going to? What kind of dangerous things could happen? We got to find this. That is interesting. Um, what were you saying, Jake? What were you saying that the intended use of Swap a Drone was? Uh, just to like invert, essentially invert the emotional state within a person. So like, oh, if God. I'm if I'm super super uh, depressed, it will make me feel happy. If I'm like overly hyperactive, it will calm me down. It swaps your mental state for the inverse emotion. But then the illicit swappers are the ones where the underground added a new compound that actually causes it to swap. We have and these are the illicit ones, um, or else it's yeah. not as interesting. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think these are swappers. And I think I, I like the idea of those two shipments, two paired shipments, and one of them has gone missing. And the other one has, what is the other one what has been used internally at the corporation? at trident and so they're really worried about it because they're like if if just whoever can swap with our employees then they can get all of our corporate secrets and like obviously it's a mm. uh i i assume we're implying it's an illegal drug so i think the the intent is like oh yeah we yeah. we're not regulating this stuff but we just found out like oh yeah this big this big company a lot of their employees are on this and yes, it's concerning yeah. that they're taking this drug. It's even more concerning who's on the other end of this drug. Okay. Yeah, no, that's cool to me. This is going to be our biggest drug scare episode ever. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's high stakes here. Um, one thing that we, we also have established sort of off mic that, that may be worth pointing out at this point is um, this corporation runs the whole city and the city is also an independent sort of Thing. That's why they call the independent city of Dark City. They are not part of Nocto Cristo. They're not part of the Republic. They are just sort of their own little. It's not an enclave because they're not part of like a bigger thing. They're just independent. This is capital city in Legend of Korra. Yeah, it's um, it's free. Or the, it's, or uh, the free shops in Rio Branco. It's what? I said, or oh, the, the free shops, shops in yeah. Rio Branco. The free shops in an airport or in uh, the small town of Rio Branco, Uruguay. Yeah, Brian is the only person to get that reference. We were in, we, we lived <laughs> in Rio just Branco. For us. On the Brazilian border, and there were free shops, but yeah, duty-free shops at airports. That's what I meant. Did you know? Did you know that you can commit any crime in a duty-free shop at an airport, and there are no consequences? Whoa! Because <laughs> um, duty. Okay, let's get into our characters then. Uh, I love the. I love the. I, I was not expecting that much. I mean, it was me that said swappers, but it really was. I will honestly say it was purely just because Houston said, "Let's come up with the word and then figure out the drug based on it." So, can I can I make one last comment about swappers? Oh yeah. Okay, so like initially I kind of said like, well, there it needs to be unstable because if like anybody could just use a swapper to swap minds with someone, then it's like too easily weaponized and whoever holds the power has it, whatever. But when you think about it, like let's say a cop is trying to go bust a criminal. If he used it to swap minds with that criminal and attempt to make the criminal like lie down and tie themselves up, the criminal is now in that cop's mind and has a gun. Yeah, definitely. So it's always risky no matter yeah, what. Yeah, you can't, you can't use it just like free. I guess you could tie yourself up. Yeah, like, yeah, but you're essentially relinquishing your self-control to take control of someone else. Ooh, I actually, I have one more thing I want to add. What if there are places you can go to take swappers and you look through, like, a catalog of different people you could swap <laughs> with? Like, that seems like a really fun, like, underground. That's very, that's very you, get a, you get a catalog yeah. on one side, it's like, here's who you could swap with. And on the other side, it's like, here's who your sperm daddy could be. 
Yeah, it, it's the same kind of catalog. It's exactly like that. But then you're looking through and it's like, this one's just like a chill golden retriever. Yeah, I want to swap with him. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very yeah. worried about what's going to happen to this dog, but it's cyberpunk world, so it's probably just going to die. And you also do it in, a, in like a padded room so that when the golden retriever takes over your mind, it can just run around and chase yeah, balls. Exactly. and like. It seems like a very fun, like sketchy, sketchy business, you know? I want to go live in Dark City and do a lot of drugs. The movie adaptation of this is going to be bonkers, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into our characters then. Um, my guy is the chief of police. His name is Captain Owen Tryhard. Um, nice. Uh, he is a gray dwarf, uh, an inquisitor rogue. Um, he's originally up from the capital of, uh, of the Republic. Can I pause and, you real quick? Yeah. I like the idea that your character's name could have been the last bit of advice that he got from like an employee or something of like, as he's walking out the door, Oh, and try hard. Yeah. Well, he is, he's absolutely a try hard. Um, his whole thing is he wants to become part of the trident. Okay. So trident is basically, they're usually just tritons, right? They're this group of tritons, but it's, but it's really hard. He's trying hard and he is a try hard. He's, he's risen to, he's risen the ranks within the police department but the police department is basically just glorified security guards. Like they're called the police department, but their real job is just to report to the Trident or to the triad. And so there's a lot of tries in this episode because we're dealing with Tritons, I guess. And I wanted to put them all in the intro and say it a lot of times. So um, that's his whole thing. He either wants to make the police department more respected or if not, he would he would like to rise the ranks out of the police department into the sort of the syndicate uh, working for the company. So that's this whole thing. He is Paul Blart. Um, but he's like a he's like a more dwarfy Paul Blart. Um, I, I googled uh, Kevin James with a beard and I did find a picture of him as a cop with a beard and a mullet, which I think is his character from Hubie Halloween. <laughs> so it's it's him. It, that's him as a dwarf. And yeah, so he, he came to Dark City for mining, right? Like he's from a, a big mining clan somewhere in the capital. And there were there was work in Dark City and he knew that there was a lot of opportunities to get get, uh, you know, make it big in mining. So he came down for mining uh, and was mining. Uh, what's it called? Swap a drone. Sure. He was just, mining swap a drone. Drazodona swapper. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he was mining it and then sort of found his way into the police department. And then Rose is way to the top. And he really needs this to go well, right? Like, if this goes badly, mm-hmm. it's, probably, it's probably the department's last chance and his last chance if this goes If this badly. goes badly, he's going to be stuck doing Paul Bart 3 at this point. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Uh, who's next? Uh, I can go. Okay. Um, because uh, I, I'm glad we established that Dark City is independent of Nocto Cristo. Because that actually uh, helps flesh out... Um, and the backstory and some of the logic tied to my backstory for my character. Let me tell you about Charles Damon. He is an Aarakocra, and he lives on the, you might say, dependent or part of Nocto Cristo proper city above Dark City, above the grotto. Okay. The sunshine lit land side of things called Bright City. Nice. Not particularly original, but yeah, him and his is Will, is Will Smith there, and he's, is Will Smith a cop there? Uh, Will Smith in Brighton is a cop there, but that's a different story. We'll have to get into that later. Charles and his father, uh, a single parent, they ran a bar 
and it was called St. Patrick's. It was a happy bar. Uh, a lot of people came. They were both incredibly charismatic. I'm just going to tell you up front, charisma is Charles's his primary attribute, which isn't necessarily the best thing for his race or his class, which I'll get to later. Um, but him and his Aarakocra father, they were very happy running St. Patrick's. However, uh, the under the underground mob, and in this case, literally underground mob, we'll say it's connected to the triads. Uh, they do have an enforcer, and his name is Devi Toe. He is a troll. He's a mob enforcer that sometimes comes up to Bright City. And even though they're not in the same jurisdiction, he does kind of enforces payments of like, hey, this is protection for you guys that the the shadows of Dark City don't wind up up here. Uh, and one day, Charles's dad just decided, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not paying your troll toll anymore. And so Debbie Toe killed him. And this put Charles on the spiraling path that leads to most vigilante superheroes, which is an orphan child. And he started, he grew up, he thought, you know what? The big problem we have here is the legal system is not favorable for Aarakocra. Uh, so he studied Aarakocra law, or bird law, as some people refer to it, <laughs> in hopes of preventing oh. crimes. However, just like Daredevil, sometimes the law doesn't protect you enough. So he decided, you know what? I am going to become a master of karate. Uh, and he became a monk. Uh, on top of that, he figured, you know, Bright City, the big thing that's coming out of here is the sun, so I'm going to be a sun soul monk. And he went from Charles Damon to his superhero persona, Dayman. And yes, if you are following along and are familiar with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, this is Dayman. And when he goes to fight bad guys, uh, he shrieks out in his Aarakocra uh, screech. And bad guys know to run. That sounds terrifying. He is not particularly smart. Intelligence is his low stat. But he did, maybe by coincidence, catch up to Devito, the troll, and beat him. But Devito told him, you know what? I'm just a puppet of a larger bad guy. He 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 runs the triad down in Dark City. His name is Nightman. And so Dayman came down to Dark City in hopes that working with the police chief who I, I don't know you can define his relationship with vigilantes but um, I assume a lot of the police here are not particularly fond of a vigilante coming in I think he I think he's a little bit more into it just because he knows it can make him look good okay um, so he's working with Commissioner Tryhard or Officer Tri- Chief Tryhard uh, whatever his title is I think Captain, Captain Tryhard He's hoping that this drug bus will lead to Nightman so he can finally uh, redeem and get vengeance for his father. Also, even though this is a Triton triad, I will propose that Nightman is a rat folk because in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Charlie Day is is a famous rat catcher. So I do want that to be a part of his vigilante persona, that he is going after the biggest rat of all. All right, fair enough. Um, I, yeah, I think that works. Yeah, I actually made a point of saying that most of them are, are Tritons rather than saying all of them because of situations like this. So, yeah, great. Uh, and to be clear, this is me being very restrained as to not just create a fantasy Batman, which was my first impression. 
but I decided to do what if Batman was all chipper and sunny and bright? Does, is there some is there like a light theme to his costume? Like what is his costume? Oh, it is bright 80s neon colors all the way. Okay. Nice. Um I feel like he will stand out a lot in the city. He's got head he's got like a headdress that's like the the baby from Teletubbies. Yes. It's a son. You know they rebooted the Teletubbies? Why? And Titus Burgess is like in it or something or the narrator maybe? Oh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, yeah, that that's probably my longest character explanation up to this point. But I was nice. Charles Demon. I was very excited to flesh out this character from Always Sunny. Nice. As soon as you said Bright City, I was like, I think I've played. I think I've played D anD D with this character before. <laughs> nice. Awesome, Jake. All right, am I up? Yep. Okay, so first, just an interesting note. Right before we started recording, we had that brief conversation around maybe we should give each other like hints ahead of time so we don't accidentally make characters that are too similar. Oh, yeah. And funnily enough, there are some similarities between Houston's character and mine, <laughs> but there's also um, very distinct differences. And so uh, it's fine. One of the biggest things, though, was that I literally almost named my character Charles. I literally typed out Charles and then went, nah, that's not right. And I deleted it. That's because it was so my character's name. That was an inspiration problem. Yep. I sensed it. My character's name is Richard Black. Uh, when he was growing up though, his friends would call him Rick, Rick Black. Um, but now on the streets, he's known as Click Clack. <laughs> is he a dice goblin? No, he's a halfling. Um, okay. I, the, the reason for that nickname will become apparent later on. But um, he is a halfling, but he's also, like, quite tall for a halfling. He's he's about, he's pushing five foot, but he has all of the qualities of, like, halflings, and he knows that his mother was a halfling, but he didn't know his father. So there's, like, some speculation that he's wondered about before that maybe his father could have been half-elf or something because he's very tall for a halfling. But he's curious. He is affable, he's friendly, cheerful, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, he enjoys hearth and home. But... Okay. Like a hobbit. He, like a hobbit, yeah. But, but not a hobbit. He, but he's not a, a halfling, right. But <clears throat> things didn't go quite according to plan for him because he was orphaned when he was only five years old, and he's been living it's on the years. I'm just going to go ahead and, and retroactively uh, make my character an orphan as well. Okay, I like this. We're all orphans. He grew up on the streets, and in spite of the fact that he was friendly, affable, charismatic, um, and curious about the world around him, uh, he just, you know, fell into the wrong crowd. He, like, had to do what it takes to survive. And so he um, originally, at one point, like, he was very interested in magic and how to manipulate the structures of reality, but he ended up going about that in a way that wasn't uh, super healthy for him, and... He's better classified as a rogue at this point who deals drugs under the table. He's, like I said, he's from Dark City. Uh, his highest stat is charisma. Um, or it might be wisdom with like perception and insight, depending on where he's currently at with his supply. His lowest stat is constitution. Probably he's taking a beating from getting high on his own supply. He's 24. He is male. Okay, now getting into kind of why he is involved in this. So he got busted um, by some other members of the uh, of the police force, and he has been uh, 
held in the Dark City Jail, where um, Captain Tryhard is actually, uh, like, headquartered, um, awaiting trial. Because he was uh, selling a variety of different uh, drugs. Real quick, uh, I think between you and I, Jake, we've called him Chief, Commissioner, and Captain Tryhard. Is one of those correct, Brian? It is Captain. Captain Tryhard. Actually, when Jake said Captain Tryhard, I was like, that is the most patronizing thing you could ever call someone. (laughs) Hey, whoa, Captain Tryhard. Um, And I didn't think of that when I named it, but I did pick Captain beforehand. Yeah. So this like the story here is that he, uh, you know, sitting in his jail cell for several weeks now awaiting trial um, for dealing. He has gotten to know um, Captain Tryhard because well, Captain Tryhard is shuffling papers on his desk and, you know, stressing about his promotion. Um, they just started chatting and Captain Tryhard realized that this guy actually has kind of a heart of gold. He's a nice guy. Like he doesn't have any actual malice. He's just like, you know, on the streets and has been doing what it takes to survive. And over time, they kind of uh, got to know each other's, you know, motivations and worked out a little bit of a compromise and an agreement. And you know how they could have learned each other's uh, sort of motivations and stuff? Swappers. What if they took swappers together? Whoa. I like that, too. Maybe they just became buddy enough that one night they were like, hey, want to do some swappers? Yeah. I think, I, I think he's not above that, right? Like, I, I think that the, this guy is... He plays by his own rules and also is the he's law. Not, he's not the moral. He's not the moral cop. He's the. No. OK, no, I like that. And so uh, once they learned each other's motivations, um, Captain Tryhard said, hey, I could organize like a, a plea deal for you. And given, you know, the streets, you know, the crowd, you know, the dealers. If you help me track down this missing shipment, I'll get you off on all charges. And if that lands me the promotion that I want, I will pay for you to go to school to become a wizard like you always wanted. Nice. Of all the things that J.K. Rowling could have done, she could have made a cyberpunk. She could have made a, made a cider, cyberpunk uh, Hogwarts, and she didn't do that. Uh, and that's a little upsetting. That's like one of the things J.K. Rowling has done wrong. But, <laughs> but that was the most egregious. A pretty, a pretty egregious one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to mention, though, that he got busted for uh, dealing four different drugs specifically. One of them being... Uh, a drug called Lucent's. When you take that and you chew it up, it allows you to see through uh, materials like uh, thin walls and stuff. Ooh, They're called okay. Lucent's. It makes things translucent to you. Um, also, is dealing Vizies, which you swallow, and they allow you to see kind of a wispy shadow of what will be occurring a certain amount of time into the future, depending on the dosage you take. Okay. Um, he also was dealing uh, a kind of a new, somewhat unknown uh, drug, called spec and really all spec is is combining vizies with the like pharmaceutical version of swapadrone and what it does is it reverses the effect of the vizies and allows you to see back in time i like the idea that the swapadrone is also something that you can hack to reverse the effect of any drug it's like a yeah like so it's like vizies allow you to see into the future but um spec allows you to see spec Mixed with Swapadrone reverses the, or sorry, Busy's mixed with Swapadrone reverses the effect, and they call it spec because it gives you retro spec. If you, if you do um, Swapadrone with Lucent, then you can not see through walls. Exactly, you can't <laughs> you can't see through air. Yeah, you can only <laughs> see through walls. <laughs> you can only see through walls. You can't see through air. Um, and yeah, so uh, 
physical appearance, uh, I already mentioned he's uh, tall and he's for a halfling. He's also kind of wiry. He is um, got like medium length, shabby black hair. It looks like a bit of a mess, but he also like is very stylish. Kind of, you know, he's, he's got swagger um, and that's why his charisma is very high. Um, he also wears like metal rings on every single finger on his hands. Nice. And uh, when he is, you know, like kind of tweaking or if he is withdrawing from something, he taps his fingers really nervously on metal objects. And that's where he got the nickname Click Clack. Ah, nice. Yeah. Very cool. And in terms of inspiration or who you can visualize this person as both in kind of personality and in appearance, because he's a lovable character who's just mixed up in the wrong stuff. And it's kind of a mess because of circumstance. Think of Robert Sheehan in Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. That's very fun. So he's very, he's, he's a smooth talker. He's, he's charismatic, extremely likable but a total mess. And that has caused him to, yes, like hurt people unintentionally. But in reality, he's got a heart of gold. He just, you know, has struggled in life and uh, wants to uh, change that. Um, I love that the vigilante is the most like positive vibe character. <laughs> out of the group. Probably too positive, but yes. You were really, really worried about making Batman. So you, you went the other Absolutely. direction. <laughs> and then we got a corrupt cop. And a kid from the streets who wants is trying to turn his life around. I just kind of felt like it was a gimme to do Batman, and so it's just like if I'm gonna bring him in, like I'm gonna I'm gonna make him more special and not just like the oh yeah, this is basically cyberpunk Gotham, so might as well. Yeah, I mean it, it already is like a a gloomy, corrupt city, uh, and it's actually in a cave. But yeah, I love it. I love all of our characters. Let's uh let's roll. Let's roll and see how we do. Can I, can I add my final detail? Oh yep, I think it's fun. So. Spec, which is the combination of Vizzy and Swapadrone, it's also a pretty dangerous drug because if you get the mixture wrong and you take too much like Vizzy and not enough Swapadrone, you could end up seeing into the future and into the past at the same time, which causes a paradox in your brain that causes you to implode on upon your own existence. Okay. So that's uh, sketchy. Yeah. Okay. That that gives us some uh, something helpful to think about if we roll some critical fails here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, who's going first? That's a good question. I, I'll, I'll go first because I feel like my character is the one most likely to jump into action on this. Okay. I do think Damon, like he's kind of obnoxious to work with. I think is the most frank way to put it. Uh, he's just way too chipper and bright about everything he does, and especially where everyone's used to edgelord gloominess in this town. He sticks out like a sore thumb. I said, everyone kind of treats him as like, oh, it's just like a crazy guy from the surface world. No one really gives him two thoughts. Yeah. So he uses that to his advantage and he will go and like politely interrogate people on the streets of like, hey, uh, do you know where the triads can be found? <laughs> and they're all just like, yeah, this guy's whacked out of his mind. He's probably on uh, swappers or something. And so, like, I think he just plays it so casually with his high performance checks, his charisma, that he ultimately, how he contributes to the plan is he finds the triad hideout for you guys. Um, I did roll a 17 with this, which does fall in our group of success. Nice, nice. Um, whatever comes from here, I think I did my job of hunting down the triads for us. 
Hey, one point of order. We're kind of working for the triads. The triads are not who who the triads control everything and there something has gone against their wishes. So the police department is working for the triads to hunt it down. So you found I apologize. Yeah, yeah, no, totally fine. Um, I made a very complicated more thing. Do, yeah. you, do you have a specific group in mind that did take these? Yeah, I was going to say this. I have no solution to this. Like, this is the first time we've done really, like, a mystery. There is no intended solution. So, if you want to establish that it was part of the triads, we could do that, too. Yeah, it's the uppers in the triads that are doing it. And they're okay. using it to take control of kind of the street-level criminals that are going to cause uh, mayhem out in the streets and help sell their new protection pro- products that are going out and also create more investment in their security measures, which gives them more authoritarian rule over Dark City. That's what I'm proposing right now to justify why I thought triads also took the drugs. Totally works. I I like the idea of that. We're we're kind of just being puppets then. Like they're telling us to go investigate this, but they're really just doing it to make themselves look above board. They're just keeping us busy. Yeah. Yeah. But you did so well that you did discover it was the triads. Yes. I, I cracked the egg on this one. Now you guys take the action. Okay. Awesome. How about you go, Jake? Okay. Um, wrong. Okay. <clears throat> so, now that we've kind of, you know, determined that the triads are behind this and we've located their hideout, um, uh, Click Clack kind of has the idea to uh, play to his strengths and he says to the group, hey, why don't we stealth on down there? Don't worry. I've... I still have had some uh, supplies sewn into the soles of my shoes. Um, so I can use some lucents to kind of see through some walls and stuff and find some of these uh, triad members. And then once we get there, uh, we'll just kind of eavesdrop a bit. And uh, if needed, I could uh, pop a little bit of spec to kind of listen back through conversations that have happened over the course of the last week or so to see if we hear any information about, you know, where they took it from, where they stashed it, so that we could have a better idea of how to, uh, you know, prove that this they were behind this operation. Nice. And so they go, and uh, they manage to, um, he manages to use the lucents to kind of get into a situation where they can overhear some members of the triads talking, uh, because he is, you know, looking through walls the whole time to make sure that they don't get uh, caught. Um, and then he takes... Uh, some spec takes about enough to see back like over the last three hours or whatever and absorb any information. Doesn't hear anything about the, uh, the shipment. Um, so he's like, well, I could try a higher dose. And he, uh, listens back like two days and, uh, still didn't hear anything. Then he's like, well, I could take more because they had to have, you know, talked about it at some point. No, but the more of this I take, the more unstable this becomes. So uh, just uh, everybody hold on. And uh, I like the idea that, like, he just kind of, like, puts his arms out and, like, braces himself on, like, both of you guys kind of holding on. He's kind of scared. And he takes, like, a very large dose, enough to see back um, a week. And he sees back a week, and he does um, learn the uh, information that uh, he was looking for in terms of where they stashed this, uh, this drug. And uh, he is able to say, you know, 
he comes out of it and he just says, you know, like, it's nearby, down one of these corridors, buried under a, a rock. And then he starts babbling and kind of like on Back to the Future, he just sort of starts to disappear and fade into oblivion because he got a paradox in his brain by seeing forward and backward at the same time. So he both knows what the end results of this uh, will be and he saw what happened before, but he can't shed any light on the final outcome because he um, faded into nothingness before that could happen. This is like if Chris final his final Whoa. words his final words were I uh, I really wanted to go to wizard school. And then he's gone. What did he roll? It was an eight. Okay. Okay. So like it was an okay approach in the sense that he helped you guys for sure. But it was not great in the sense that it didn't work out well for him because he had to take a pretty heavy dose of some very unstable chemicals in order to give you that information. So he's basically the martyr of the story. I like that a mixed success is he fades out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the corrupted cop might still get promoted. <laughs> well, let me tell you that the corrupted cop is probably not going to get promoted. Um can I so, say real quick I, that this is basically yeah. if Christopher Nolan made a drug movie? Yeah, basically. It's like, oh yeah, they're time drugs. Um, and they all go wrong. And uh yeah, so I think that I think Captain Tryhard is actually really like jealous that you're you're getting to do all of the drug espionage. And so he actually brought some along with him. And remind me which direction spec goes by default. So spec, if you mix it correctly, will allow you to see back in time a certain amount, depending on how, how heavy the dosage, right? Got because it. it's a mixture of Vizies, which allow you to see forward, and swap a drone, which reverses the effect. He meant to bring specs, but he accidentally brought Vizies. And he actually just saw the future, which was completely unhelpful. Um, but what he saw, because this is, is like in the, the corporate offices of Trident... Um, he actually sees a vision of himself getting fired and it distracts him so much that it makes him not be able to do the mission and also look bad that he was investigating the triads uh, and he gets fired and it ruins his life because he rolled a three. Man. Oh, man. After all <laughs> the good effort that Damon put into this. Houston, I think you get to pick some positive outcome uh, that, that only yeah. applies to you, but overall it was a failure. What is what average did we get? Hold on. What was that? It's a uh, what were our three numbers? So three plus three, eight and 17. So 28 divided by three. Okay. Yeah, we got an average of 9.3. So we got we got a mixed. Yeah, it was a mixed success. So we'll let let you determine what the successful part of that was. We determined the failure parts. I think the mixed success one Damon gets out. He realizes I'm going to need to assemble a better team. If I'm going to take down Nightman. So maybe this sets up like a right. sequel to this episode. Um, we nice. can come back later to it. What happens with the bust? Like what happens with, with the case? Yeah, I think the case gets destroyed on accident. Like some like incompetent goon misplaces it and they lose it. So it stops the threat. That said, nothing like yeah. no one's brought to justice. No one. And maybe it was Damon in uh, like after you guys were no longer helpful. He tried to just rush in and take advantage and he just spooked someone on accident and they got scared and dropped all the contents into the river. Okay. I like it. So the success was we sort of protected people 
but nothing actually changed about how the how the city works or whatever. And can I can I pitch in uh, my two cents about some mi- mixed success here? Because uh, I would like to propose that yes, I mean, uh, like the drug bust did not work out as planned. You know, Captain Tryhard didn't get promoted. My character didn't, uh, you know, get sponsored to go to uh, wizarding school. But um, maybe they have some unexpected successes, and maybe uh, Captain Tryhard realized that his true passion was uh, teaching. And five years down the road, he is teaching a class at Wizard School, and Click Clack just materializes out of thin air because, un- like, unknown to everyone, the paradox didn't actually destroy him. It just kind of warped him into the future. Oh, now he can be taught. By his mentor, Professor Tryhard. <laughs> Professor Tryhard, who is totally insane. <laughs> He's like a totally druggy Hogwarts. And Click Clack, who has been in like like limbo for five years and is more emotionally disturbed than before. That's how it's an even more mixed success. It kind of makes sense that in this city, education is not really attended to. Like everyone... Yeah. The the education budget is very minimal. It makes sense. Professor Tryhard is a thing. Yeah, totally. I love I love I love whatever sequel comes out of this. I think we set up like five different sequels there. So um, talk about a franchise. Um, thanks for joining. Anything else? Just that the war on drugs never works. Fair. Yep. Uh, remember, kids, <laughs> the war on drugs never worked. Um, thanks for joining us on Background Checks. Um, that was it. And bye. That was up. And bye. Bye.